Battling a surge in new coronavirus cases and deaths, England has begun an ambitious repeat testing of an entire city. There were mixed responses in Liverpool, Northern England, as half a million residents were offered repeat tests for the new coronavirus, whether or not they have symptoms. I think it's good. If it helps get us back to a normal life, then I'm happy for anything like that, really. That just seems like a massive waste of taxpayers' money. It's part of an ambitious government plan to see if widespread testing can reduce the number of new infections by identifying cases sooner. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. Target is recalling more than 122,000 boots for kids after receiving half a dozen reports that the product's plastic laces and toggles can break. The Cat and Jack, Himani and Heron toddler boots were sold to Target stores nationwide and online from September 2019 through February 2020 for 30 bucks. Target says it's received five reports of the elastic laces breaking. Matt Piper, CBS News. This is an advertisement paid on attorney spokesperson Ricky LeBlanc admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hoppy, New Jersey. Michael Bro Gonzalez admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-578-2400. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trusts has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-578-2400. That's 1-800-578-2400. one 578 2400. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic, alongside Joe Medora. We got you up until 7 o'clock today on this 6th day of November. 6.06 on the clock and 63 degrees and clear outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, it's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. And Joey, you know, it's the first Friday that we have not had high school football on either of our stations, 105 or 970. Uh, we got basketball coming up on the 25th or there around it. Uh, but it's a weird day because there's no high school football to go out and call. Yeah, I know. I'm usually prepping for a uh, long night on Fridays, but uh, it's weird. After this, I'll be like heading straight home and have to figure out something to do. It's you know, usually the Fridays are booked up all throughout, you know, most up on no, most of the month of November. And, uh, yeah, it's a little different this weekend. It is different. It is, uh, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's turning over towards wintertime, right? I mean, it's, we're not near winter yet. Yeah, I mean, it's pitch black by the time the show starts now, so that's... I, we used to be able to see outside. We got a Hugh White Honda right outside our window. We, uh... I guess if I look around the computer screen, we can still see them. But still, you know, it's nighttime outside. Uh, you know, and that normally means we're, we're getting towards the uh, the indoor sports, basketball. We're getting towards, you know, wrestling season for the wrestling fans out there. Uh, but, you know, with the delayed season and everything, we're still having a little bit of an extended uh, you know, overlap of, you know, basketball and football and of the such. And, you know, it's been a while since we have Big Ten 
football, and we still uh, are able to get past two weeks. We've had uh, Ohio State right here on the station, and of course uh, tomorrow, number three Ohio State will have a game against Rutgers. That game uh, is being played in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, the Scarlet Knights, who did upset Michigan State. I, I think that would be classified as an upset for the Scarlet Knights over Michigan State, especially since Rutgers had not had a conference win in a while. Uh, but Rutgers travels to Ohio State, and uh, they're in for it. You know, they it, it was nice, the win against Michigan State. They did drop that uh, their previous game uh, to Indiana, 37-21. But this is a big, big-time game, I'd say, for Greg Schiano against his former team. Well, <laughs> they're going to get pounded. Uh, there's just no other way to look around it. I mean, this is a great Ohio State team. There was a reason they were ranked so highly even when they weren't playing college football. Fields has been lighting it up the past couple of weeks. They have so many weapons on offense. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a tough one. They're 39-point underdogs talking about Rutgers, um, which that's one of those lines where it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to trust a team to win by 40 if you're going to actually bet on it, but it's just – they just don't match up well with this Ohio State team. And Shiano, we, we know what he did with Rutgers, you know, over a decade ago now. He had them as being one of the, back when the, it was the Big East, uh, you know, with Cincinnati, West Virginia, and those teams, Louisville or Louisville. I don't, know, I don't know how they say it now. I feel like it changes every time I hear someone talk about it. But, you know, you know, Ohio State's a game. You just came off a really big one against Penn State where they went out to Happy Valley and performed. And this could be a game where maybe you catch them in a little bit of a hangover after the big win, but, you know, Ohio State, they got a couple games that they're going to be expecting to win. you got Rutgers followed by Maryland, and you play a ranked Indiana who did beat Penn State. We'll see how that goes, but I don't know. Do you, I don't, after watching these first couple weeks, and just it just seems Ohio State is so far and beyond the best team in this conference. Now, I mean, usually the team on the other side that can kind of rival them is Wisconsin. Of course, we know they can't play right now. Um, so Ohio State... You know, I expect a big win. You know, they should have the starters out in the second half of this one. I just expect them to steamroll over Rutgers in this one. Well, so I'm I'm not saying it's going to be close. I'm I'm this Rutgers is a different. They're no longer the laughing stock. I mean, if you want to say something, you might want to say it to you know Michigan, who who fall to uh, Michigan State last week. Michigan's a talented team, and I know uh, if Heath was here in the in the studio with us, you know Heath would probably be uh, uh, tooting the horn for Michigan. But you know they haven't looked. Uh, if you, if you do common opponents, right? Rutgers beats Michigan State. Michigan State beats uh, don't do this. Michigan. Don't do this. You're better than this. I mean, come yeah, on. Don't do this. Listen, I'm <laughs> don't, from, don't do that. I'm you from are, Jersey. You know, oh, I, my God. This, it's not going to be... I would hope for a close game. I'd hope for something entertaining. It is a 7.30 game. It's uh, on the Big Ten Network. And, of course, you could hear it right here on the uh, affiliate of the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, right here on 970 WATH. But, yeah, there's a 98.6... Uh, the matchup predictor on ESPN, 98.6% in favor of the Buckeyes. And, you know, it is it is what it is, right? Uh, they, they got this quarterback, Vedral, 39-63 to for 299 yards. Four interceptions uh, going against you know, Justin Fields, who uh, obviously is a, a Heisman contender. He's 48 of 55. Just seems like every single time he passes, uh, you know, it finds the hands of a receiver. Uh, 594 yards, almost 600 yards, and six Six touchdowns uh, just a across the board. You know, Ohio State has done better than Rutgers this year in the first two games. And, you know, I, again, in Jersey, I'd, I'd hope for a close game, but I know the Buckeyes are, are going to go in there and, uh, you know, home fields. Dominate. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, Are you kidding me, dude? They're yeah. going to win by three scores at least. Don't. <laughs> I, I just want Rutgers to be competitive, you know? I don't care what you want. <laughs> I'm telling you what's going to happen. Yeah. It's, Justin Fields would be the top Heisman contender right now had he be, been playing since the beginning of the year. I mean, he's been lights out in the first two games. You don't think he's going to get the Heisman even with the shortened season? No, I mean, it's just tough to compare a guy's stat through seven games compared to someone who played more. I mean, er, is, don't you think? Do you think... Well, it's like a baseball when a guy comes in halfway through the season and bats, you know, like 380, and it's impressive. But he's not going to win MVP. He only played half the at bats that the that the guy that the guy that hit 300 did. So, you know, Justin Fields is he's a phenomenal quarterback, and he's gonna. I mean, right now the way he's playing, he's he's putting himself up there in the Trevor Lawrence conversation. I feel like now I feel like the mystique of Trevor Lawrence. Of course, he's a national champion as well. That helps his resume. Probably keeps him as a top quarterback, but Justin Fields has been legit this season. Uh, and in Penn State, this was coming off a game where they, they had only given up around four yards of play in their first game against Indiana. He came in and you know made pretty much light work of, of that Penn State defense that you know is missing a couple starters, but still an above average defense in the country. And uh, they just toyed with him. So uh, you know, I just don't see a way Rutgers can can slow them down. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what. Again, Ohio State wins against I do Rutgers. That, that, that's, that's my pick. Yeah, if I'm going to go with the pick, Ohio State definitely beats Rutgers, and uh, you know they, they get another win. But yeah, with the Heisman, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, a lot more games played this season, seven and zero, six and zero in conference. Uh, but you know he he's been out for the past two weeks. He was out against. I'm not the saying he's going to be Lawrence is going to win it, but it, well, who's who's your top four for Heisman then? Well, Trevor Lawrence is up there, right? Well, then who's the other three? I don't know. I don't really think about another three. Trevor Lawrence is that much better than everybody else. But even Justin, Fields? Mac Jones in Alabama. Okay. So we got two. If you if you think they're gonna make a guy who plays seven games a Heisman winner, I think you're crazy. Well, if he does better, what if uh, all the votings happens before you know national championship game in, in yep. the postseason? So, all right. So you you got Lawrence as your favorite for the Heisman then? No, probably Mac Jones from Alabama Mac, right now. Really? The way he's been playing, yeah. You know, for as good as Trevor Lawrence has been, right, over the past couple of years, and it's not that the Heisman is, is you know, the, the end all. You know, if you don't win the Heisman, you can still go on and be successful. But I'm just surprised that he hasn't been, you know, the Heisman favorite. Obviously, last year was Joe. The year before that was uh, Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to look at the year, uh, just the, what he's been going up against. They've had some insane seasons that have happened. But it, the projections for, for the NFL for Lawrence has been far and above, you know, the projections for, let's say, Baker Mayfield or for anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. The Heisman doesn't mean – just because you don't win the Heisman. I mean, Deshaun Watson was a finalist twice. He never won. I mean, just because you don't win it, you know, it, it, it depends. It, it's, not a, it's not like a career, college career type of reward. It's what you do that season. Oh, right. But for as good as he is, you know, it, I would, I'm shocked that he hasn't won one. But then when you look back against who he lost it to – yeah, it's, I mean, Burrow had sense. a historically great season right. last year. The year before that, Kyla Murray was in, insanely good. You know, right? Just, right. He's got the national title. He's he wins games. That's what it, that's what it translates. Yeah. Holmes, I mean, if Justin surprised. Fields continues the pace he's at, he might be a finalist. I just don't think they're gonna have a guy you know like that play. Well, it's interesting. Shiano coming back to uh, play against his former team. It's actually the first time he's been the head coach against them in his career because obviously they weren't in the Big Ten his first go around at Rutgers right so you know 
and I'm sure he'll have some some things drawn up on the defensive side because we know that's where he focuses. He might know a few little tricks of slowing down this offense because he's practiced against them for so long, but I, it's just not going to be enough in the end. At the end of the day, it comes down to matchups, and there's just there's no one on Rutgers that matches up with the weapons that Ohio State has. No, I mean, Rutgers, again, they did recruit well in, in the offseason. You know, they did get better from where they were, but where they were is not anywhere where you want to ever be say, I mean, as a program. And, uh, and, and for Rutgers, they got up there. They they look better this year. They are more competitive this year. And it's almost like the the Bengals, because now the Bengals are a little bit more relevant, right, with, with the quarterback and everything. But now with the change of the head coach, for Rutgers, they are there, but they're not on Ohio State's level. You know, they're, they're, they're not on that level to where, you know, they can be ranked in the top 25 yet. I think maybe in the future, but, you know, again, Ohio State 2-0, 2-0 in conference. Um you know, wins over Nebraska, wins over uh, a ranked Penn State at the time, number 18, uh, 38 to 25 last week. But again, look, we knew why Ohio State wanted this season to come back. They, they knew they were loaded this yeah. year. And, you know, after watching these first two weeks, they I don't are. see a team, right, that, and I don't see a team in the Big Ten that's even going to come close. After week one, I might have said Michigan could give them a good game, but then, you know, they lose to Mich- Michigan State last week, uh, which that's a bad loss. And they get a chance right. to rebound against Indiana, but I don't know. I just think it's one of those situations where Ohio State is just so far ahead of the rest of the field, and uh, I mean they're just going to continue to roll teams. I mean, outside of you know, we'll see what Indiana does. Indiana has played Ohio State tough in years past, but outside of that Michigan game, play Illinois, Michigan State, Maryland, and Rutgers tomorrow. I mean, those are four games that you would expect them, the average margin of deficit to be above 20 points at least. I mean, they're going to they're gonna roll through a lot of teams. Like we said, they're loaded. Justin Fields playing great. they got great receivers on the outside. Uh, they kind of got the run game going with Teague last week. They had the grad transfer from Oklahoma, Trey Sermon, in the backfield as well. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson's the leading receiver right now, 240 yards. Um, that's the one thing. They haven't really distributed the ball to a lot of receivers. Most of them been Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave, both those guys of 18 and 13 catches respectively in Oath over 200 yards. The next, next closest guy is five receptions for 31 yards. Um, but they've, uh, they've been dominant on offense these first couple weeks in the defense, you know, not, not great. I mean, they were susceptible to the run game against, uh, against Nebraska. Uh, let a few plays happen late in the Penn state game to let them make that one kind of interesting for a little bit there, but you know, still not enough to come back. Um, but this is one of the most explosive offenses in the country, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Chris Olave has turned himself into a pretty good talent and pretty good prospect uh, heading into the NFL. I mean, last year's uh, NFL draft was was littered with wide receiver talent, but Chris Olave uh, definitely is, is near the top, if not the best uh, wide receiver prospect coming out of the college football this year. And he's been fun to watch, 13 receptions, 224 yards, uh, averaging 17.2 per reception, and then uh, of course two touchdowns. I even had he was the guy for Ohio State where he was in the back of the end zone, right where he he got his uh, toe touch in because somebody made a remarkable play, and I, I think it was him. Yeah, you're talking about Week One. Yeah, back back in Week One against Nebraska. No, that was uh, that was Smith. Oh, was that Jackson Smith? Smith, Smith and Jigba. Yeah, he made that catch. But no, like I said. They have two top targets. They use them. Um, yeah. I mean, nobody else has really stepped up to do anything else too spectacular so far this year. And, you know, as we get past the Big Ten, we'll see what they do with the college football playoffs. Um, Ohio State's going to need some more guys because you're going to be playing these Alabamas, these Clemsons. Yeah, those are the only really two teams so far in college football that I would say 
have looked like locks for the playoffs at this point. Um, but uh, you're going to need more guys moving down. But we're looking far ahead. They, I mean, they got to take care of their business. i just saying, you know, on paper, this, this Ohio State team is by far the best team in this conference. And anything less than a conference championship and a trip to the playoffs, I view as a kind of a failure for this season. Right, and they might have a slow start every now and then, but you saw the slow start against Nebraska. And then they went out and dominated that second half. I mean, that Ohio State just took over that football game. I thought Nebraska looked pretty good in the first. And, you know, it was doing something on that on that day i came back and i was like wow you know ohio state really turned it on uh, after that you know first quarter second quarter and just you know took it to nebraska yeah, yeah. i mean scott frost has improved nebraska too you know I, I thought that they looked better this year but you know ohio state that just goes to show you they are head over heels better than the rest of the competition and i'll even go on and say you know while that is a, a good game to keep an eye on like you said, you're going to predict it as a blowout. I'm hoping for a little bit of a closer game. But, again, I can hope all I want. It might not be you know, the results that it's going to be. Uh, but the other big game that's, that's going across college football is, of course, number one against number four, Notre Dame recently joining the ACC. And you get that conference game between number one, Clemson, and number four, Fighting Irish, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, you do. That'll be another interesting one especially due to the fact that trevor lawrence won't be playing i think that changes a lot but you know they got a five-star quarterback behind him as well that you you know is supposed to uh you know take over for him after this season assuming he declares for the draft which we all will yeah the, you know looking at the rest of the field in the big 10 outside of ohio state really it's been interesting uh not a lot of consistency i mean as i said week one michigan looked really good beat minnesota in minnesota went there and beat them and then they drop one to michigan state folks on Minnesota, they lost to Maryland last week with a 17-point lead going into the fourth quarter. I mean, Tagovailoa lit him up in that fourth quarter there to get his uh, first career win. I mean, Indiana's 2-0. Are they the toughest, next toughest team? It's it's tough to tell. Purdue's had a couple good wins to open the season. Of course, they can't play this weekend because they had Wisconsin on the schedule. But uh, it's it's a bit of a jumble. Penn State's 0-2, right? I mean, they were, yeah. they were top 10 when this thing all started. Penn State is 0-2. So, you know, it's uh, it's a little interesting once you look past Ohio State. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to see who represents the other side of the uh, of the Big Ten in that championship game. I mean, probably Wisconsin. If they get to play, they got to figure their stuff out here because yeah. if they miss one more game, they won't be eligible to play in it. And then, Jeez. unfortunately, I mean, frick, right now we've got a Northwestern Ohio State. That'd be a rematch of a couple years ago. What's um, wrong with Northwestern? They're just not good enough. <laughs> well, all right, so let's say... Put, put simple are, are they going to run the table over on the other side of the conference? No, probably not. they no. got a few laws. I would imagine there's a loss or two in there. Oh, um, let's, let's take a look at Wisconsin, uh, Northwestern right here, right? With you, their they schedule. Beat, they whooped Maryland, and they beat Iowa by one. Yeah. Nebraska, Purdue, Wisconsin, if that game happens. Michigan State, Minnesota, Illinois. And just like these teams last year, yeah. like, like the Minnesota, was that just a one-hit wonder thing? I mean, last year they were they were one of the best one of the best teams in the in the conference. They're zero and two. I mean, Michigan, that's a tough week one game. You'll lose that one, but you can't lose to freaking Maryland. <laughs> I mean, well, all right. So you're, you're a Maryland guy. I am from Maryland. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> would you say that you're a, a University of Maryland fan? You know, given watching a little bit of that. Not with football particularly. No, they've never no. really been that good. Well, hold on. I mean, all right. So is what would your college football team then be then? I don't really have a team. Ohio, I root for, obviously. Oh, all right. There. So outside of your 
I mean, yeah. I root for Penn State. My brother went there. But. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess you are a Penn State guy now. Now looking back on it, um, I'm not a guy. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, so you don't have a team? No, not really. Not 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 anybody. Just, I have a allegiance to. All right. I mean, I grew up, you know, Jersey. Somehow we were fighting Irish. We were Notre Dame. Right. You guys are just front runners. You pick who's you know ahead. Well, well I mean, at the time they weren't front runners. <laughs> you know, they they've fallen off a little bit. They have stayed relevant over the years. But then again, with Rutgers rising up, I could root for Rutgers. Obviously, I'm going to root for the Bobcats because, you know, I'm going to be a, a grad in a couple, actually a month. Come to think of that. I Jeez. know. My God. About a month. What are we going to do? I don't know. I might be here. I might not be here, but I might be here. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Either way. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll root for, for Rutgers because they're, they're the Jersey team. Uh, but, you know. It's a. Uh, I mean, I don't like root against Maryland actively. If they're on, I would, well, you know. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to watch a uh, a Terrapins football game. I was going to ask you about Tagovailoa because well, he, he played looked, very well last week. Yeah, right. Uh, but he looked pretty bad week one. So you know, it's a. Uh, so which which Tagovailoa do you think we're going to get? You know, for the rest of the season, is it going to be the guy who looked talented, or is it going to be the guy that you know, showed up week one? I don't think he was at Alabama for no reason. Um, um, so right. you know. I assume he has some kind of talent. Uh, they're going to Happy Valley to play Penn State this weekend, and uh, we'll see because that's going to be a fired-up team that's 0-2. Does Maryland get ranked if they beat Penn State? Would you <sighs> would you put them in the top 25 rankings in the Big They get that Big Ten win? I mean, it'd be two wins against ranked teams. <laughs> well, Penn, well, Penn State State's is, not yeah. anymore. They're not uh, anymore, but they were. I mean, they were. They were top 10. Um yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll have to see. I'll have to see in the manner of which they win and all that. Um, but, uh, man, no, I don't know. Uh, it's just an I interesting team. I don't think they're anywhere close to getting votes right now. So, Right. And um, obviously Penn State 0-2, two losses on, on the year. I have uh, to say, I mean, I feel like if uh, it's a Penn State 0-3 team, they, you're, they're going to start to lean towards Penn State just not that good this year rather than the teams that beat them or – uh, it's interesting just because that's uh, Tagovailoa. Is that his brother, cousin, brother, yeah. brother, brother? Yeah. Like, I, I want to see what kind of you know, talent he has. Yeah, you know, obviously. Uh, we yeah, saw... no, he played great last week. Threw yeah. for over four, I believe, over four hundred yards. Um, won that game in overtime. It was the first time ever Maryland's uh, came back from a seventeen-point deficit in the fourth quarter to win a game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. He, threw uh... for three ninety-four, three touchdowns. Ran for two more. It was a good game for him. Very. I, I don't know. I was just interested in finding out because I, I haven't watched Maryland. I knew you were a Maryland guy, but uh, there's another Tagovailoa in the college ranks. There is. So keep an eye on him. And uh, obviously with the Buckeyes coming up at 730 tomorrow, uh, again, it, it's pro- it highly likely that it'll be a, a Buckeye win. They've looked good all year long. Uh, obviously the play of Fields and Olave and the rest of the crew. Uh, and even the defense, you know, the defense has stepped up a little bit uh, for, for the Buckeyes. But uh, that's the, uh, the big game coming up this weekend. Obviously, no high school games tonight. Uh, I mentioned it before. Tomcat season is done. Nelsonville, York is done. Uh, but we set our eyes and uh, look forward to the games coming up on the 25th. Uh, and I think the Athens game, the first game for the Bulldogs, is going to be on December 1st. So my guess is that's when our first game will be on on the airwaves. Then I got to reach out to a couple people there. Uh, I haven't looked at the other area teams. Have you looked high school basketball yet? 
uh, what games you and nah, might be nah, calling? Not really. Have not uh, really dove deep into it yet. Uh, just enjoying the week away from football. <laughs> Maybe I'll dive right into it uh, next week. But right, because after the way the football season ended, yeah, you gotta take a take a deep breath and, and move forward. Uh, but now these guys have a, a couple weeks to get ready for the basketball season. That's right. Uh, but of course, we know a lot of the football guys around here, small schools, do end up playing basketball. Right. And it was a historic season, as we're talking a little bit about high school. It was a historic season for the volleyball team for the Tomcats. They uh, uh, went pretty far in the tournament this year and uh, coached by uh, Mrs. Lackey. And I know that they were excited to, uh, to go out there and, and uh, do as well as they did. Yeah, their girls' sports been on the rise. I mean, their basketball team that went from not having a program to being uh, pretty competitive last year, and things are supposed to continue to get better and better. Um, so on the rise over there in Trimble, not just the football team. I mean, they have a good boys' basketball team too. Right. I'm trying to see how far they went because I saw the notification, and I'm scrolling through Lackey's uh, yeah, district championship T-shirt. I think their, their season came to an end of the district championships. Um, uh, I can't say I followed it too closely, but you know, obviously, when whenever you're doing well, yeah, we gotta follow it a little bit. Um, but again, a, a congratulations goes out to them. And of course, we heard from Trevor Stevens yesterday, and he he complimented the uh, cross country team as they head to the state tournament for uh, Athens. For Athens, yeah. But you know, we talk a lot about football and a lot about basketball, but the other sports deserve recognition too. You know, they uh, they do well. We'll give them a mention. And, of course, if we got your calls, 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Fan. On the other side, we'll break down more area teams as we get ready for a football weekend coming up. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. This is how we do every day. We be grinding and if you want to come and text us. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is Mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sports 
Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Bills on the mic along with Joey Medor. It is 6.31 on the clock on this sixth day of November. 740-592-6646. 740-592-6646. The number to call, be a part of the program. And, uh, you know, as we take a look at football, as uh, pro football is coming up on Sunday, uh, but teams are still trying to deal with the coronavirus pandemic and teams are also getting dinged for not following the protocols. And as a repeat offender, uh, the, the Raiders and John Gruden have been not only fined, but they've also been stripped of a sixth-round pick. Uh, but a person familiar with the punishment says the team was fined $500,000, and Gruden was docked $150,000 uh, along with that sixth-round draft pick because of the, how the Raiders handled Trent Brown's positive coronavirus test last month. Uh, you know, Gruden says he's proud of how the team has handled COVID-19. Obviously, the coach is going to defend the way that you know he's been trying to handle it and keep his team. But this is now the second time that the Raiders have been disciplined uh, for the COVID-19 protocols that they uh, obviously have, have not been following. But that's not a good, not a good sign. And uh, you know, it, it's something that is so avoidable that it. Just you just got to do it, you know. I understand at a local level it might be a little bit difficult, but these guys are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to to play football for for 16 days. Obviously, you got to practice. You're working out. You know, it's more than just a 16 day uh, you know, season. Uh, you got 16 games that you got to show up for, and you got to do everything right. But you're also getting paid a lot of money to go do that singular job. So it, it's again, I, I don't anticipate uh, hopefully you know we're able to get back to normal after the the coronavirus but while we're going through it and while they figured out a way to get through it i mean just follow the protocols you know five hundred thousand dollar fine i don't know where that money's going i guess it's going right back to the nfl but just to have that happen for the for the radio it, it's avoidable you know it it, re it really is yeah um you know I don't think it's quite a coincidence that uh, this has this comes this week where this has been the one week all season where, you know, we had the situation with the Titans and we've seen teams, you know, kind of one at a time pop up. Oh, they got a case. They have a couple cases. Um, but this has been the one week where we've seen several teams have had guys come out that, that have had, uh, you know, coronavirus cases. They tested positive. Uh, the Ravens had like seven guys this week, had to be put on the co-reserve list. I know, Connor, we were talking about it before the show. A few other teams had to have... I think the Bengals were one of them included, had to add some, a guy or two onto the list. So the cases are popping up a little bit more as the season continues. And, you know, they warned them at the first couple of weeks. You know, the coaches were being a little loose about wearing the mask. They were pulling them down a lot on the sideline. The NFL said, hey, you know, cut it out. I mean, this could be potentially what happens. They, all, they did fine a few guys early on. I believe Sean Payton was one of them. Uh, and I believe it was a pretty hefty fine as well. Um, and uh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin as well. Really? Yeah, they hit the Steelers with it, too. Mm. So, you know, it's uh, – I understand as a coach on the sideline, sometimes it can be difficult. You're trying to communicate a whole lot of things during an NFL game. It's a lot going on. You want to be understood clearly. Sometimes you pull your mask down. But, you know, they've really told you, you know, you got to cut that out or else it's going to be, you know, the heavy fines are going to come. And they told you you're going to strip draft picks. And this one seemed a little bit di different. Uh, they had a guy test positive, and they don't like the way they handled it. Um, didn't read a whole lot into, you know, the procedure that was taken with Brown. But, um, you know, this is the this is how we have to play this season. You know, if you that everybody made it clear they wanted to play, um, but the NFL made it clear you got to follow these strict COVID guidelines or else 
We're just we're trying to prevent outbreaks because if there's outbreaks across the league, they can't play. We're going to see another shutdown like we did with the NBA or MLB or all that earlier uh, earlier in the year back in March. And obviously nobody wants that. We all we all love football and want to keep watching through the season. I mean, we've gotten through a decent chunk of it already. Um, but you know, it's uh, there's a lot of teams starting to starting to come down with cases, and I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL continues to try to crack down on the on these coaches and players and other things that are you know aren't following the protocols properly. And it, it's it's an easy thing to do. Uh, it, it's not the most convenient thing to follow, uh, but to have the season to to try and do what you've been trying to do all year long is to have these sports and have these events where you can have people. You know, around it, it, it just seems if that's what they tell you to do, then that's that's what you got to do. You know, I don't, I don't know. There's there's not any way around it. You know, if anybody goes into you know McAfee Gymnasium, right, and, and don't follow the protocols, they're going to be escorted out because those kids want to play. You know, they, the the schools want the kids to play. The colleges are trying to figure out a way to play pro football is trying to figure out a way to play. I mean, it's an issue that's happening all across the nation. You know, and just to, to be in a position to say, you know, you, you make all this money and, and you are, you know, not going to follow the protocols, and, yeah, you're going to get fined. Now, I feel bad because I like Gruden as a coach. You know, he's been a character. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, uh, Frank Caliendo skits with, with Gruden. You know, th- those, those are fun to watch. Uh, so, you know, we like Gruden. We, we you know, endure the way he coaches, but still, you know, it's got to get the discipline and, and figure out a way to get the season through, you know, because just to have the season is special and to uh, to have the 16-game season that the NFL is trying to complete uh, and, and to have these postponements or cancellations, it's just not, not ideal. It's not, yeah. not good. And you're getting to a point where, you know, you're kind of like uh, the Big Ten situation as to where you can't afford to start missing games here because Wisconsin. We're running out of teams that have not had the, had or have not had their bye week, which that was kind of the way the NFL got around the whole Titan situation. They made the teams that were going to play them. They just had their bye week that week. They switched the schedule around a little bit, and then you know that's how they decided to manage that. Well, here, I mean, after about you know. I think it's week eight we're going into now. I think so. Of the NFL season? Week eight or week nine? It's week nine. Okay. Usually after week ten, all the buys are done, right? So you're not going to have, you know, those built-in bye weeks for teams that you can kind of mess around with the schedule. Week 11 is the last week they have bye weeks. Um, so, and at that point, the NFL's going to, well, do we have to push back the playoffs? Do we have to add another week to the season for teams that didn't get to play all 16 games? Are we just going to scrap it, let some teams play 15 games? That's not going to work. You know that's going to cause a, an uproar for, you know, maybe a team gets kicked out of the playoff picture because a team got to play one less game than them. Um, so hopefully they get this, this coronavirus thing figured out soon. Hopefully these cases stop popping up with so many teams. Um, and, you know, I th- would have to think all other organizations are going to look at, hey, I don't want to get fined 500000 or a coach. I don't want to get fined 150 k out of my own pocket. also don't want to lose draft picks. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe this is an example by the NFL to say, hey, we're gonna, we, we will do this if you're, not going to, if you're not going to abide by the rules. You know, you're going to have to, you know, take on the punishment. Right, and just to give context of what happened, because, again, you know, the Raiders, 
Uh, but Gruden finds you know, a total of $650,000, and they lost their six-round draft pick uh, for the repeated violations. Uh, but for the Steelers, you know, Tomlin has been fined $100,000, a team $250,000 for not following protocols uh, against the Ravens. Um, you know, others were cited for not wearing face coverings at time at all times on the sideline. Uh, and, and again, you know, NFL is clamping down. They are trying to complete their season. They're trying to, you know, continue on and, and, and still have this. Um, and also, you know, all, all NFL games are on for this week uh, while teams do deal with the COVID-19 issues. Uh, teams have been returning to their facilities, steering clear of them today, yeah. depending on their situation. That, that's another one that's confusing to me, too, because I could have, sw- you know, like, teams shut down their facilities when, when they have a, a Boku amount of, you know, COVID cases. Right. So, you know, like a team like the Ravens, who had seven or eight guys test, like, are they just, were they virtual all week and they're going to go play a game on Sunday? Like, how is that, you know, going to work? I mean, look at the 49ers last night. Did you recognize anybody on the 40? Well, that's not COVID-related. That's, they're just banged up. Well, they're banged up, but, you know, the, uh, you know, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Miami all had positive tests. And then last night's game, Packers 49ers, uh, both clubs were missing key players due to the pandemic. You know, so might, some people might have been banged up. Some people might have tested positive. But, you know, obviously for the 49ers, that was a, that was a team that was a shell of itself. Yeah, you it was know, their B team for sure. Yeah. It, listen, they went out there. They had a, had a game. It's great. But it, it's not the way that, you know, they, they had envisioned that game going because they had a lot of Garoppolo is out. Is, uh, now, Breed is down over at the Dolphins, right? But still, you know, they're running back. They're missing three running backs. Yeah, they're missing all three running backs. Coleman, Mostert, and I uh, can't think of the other guy's name. but Yeah, but it's just, they still have those games even though that, that the— But that's uh, not COVID-related. I'm asking right. how the Ravens were out of the facility for most of the week. Okay. And they're going to have to go play a game on Sunday. I don't know how you manage that. Uh, work, can you work out remotely? No, that's not the same as, you know, football practice. Oh, obviously not. Obviously you're doing film study and all that stuff, but you're not getting out there on the field, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. It's interesting. I I thought, you know, I mean, once I hear the facility shut down, I'm like, okay, well, there's no game this week, but apparently, I mean, they're still just going through with it. I don't know. I, I thought there was a little bit different uh, rules and stuff with that. They want to have the season, you know, if, if, you miss practice, then you, then you miss practice. So I guess that's a mindset that they're taking into it, because if you miss it, well, then oh well, you know, you just got to move on and continue going. I guess, right? It's not the the best situation for obviously the Ravens. Thankfully, you know that Cincinnati has a bye this week. Uh, nothing with the Browns with COVID nineteen that's reported this week that's new. So, you know, Browns are still, you know, trying to get through the bye week without having any positive tests. Uh, but, you know, for, uh, for Cincinnati, yeah. Thankfully, everybody was home. They weren't really interacting with anybody. Uh, so that means that the rest of the team, you don't think it's going to spread. But they closed down the team facility and you know, just get through the bye week, get ready for next week. And obviously, it's going to be a big game for Cincinnati because it is the Steelers. And that will be a very tough game. I'll tell you something that I heard. I was listening to another show before today, and a Steeler you know, legend, Terry Bradshaw, right? He went on this radio program, oh and, well, I told you this earlier, but, you know, he is obviously happy that the Steelers are, are where they are right now, 7-0, and he was thrilled, you know, just, just with their, 
their play all, all year long, especially with the defense. Uh, but now, you know, he, he said something funny to where you know, now he's he's considering you know, Cincinnati Bengals a, a, a team to, to compete against. Now, obviously, we saw the Bengals against the Ravens defense and, and how that went. Uh, but with the win over the Titans, that made him a little bit more relevant. I, it was just interesting to hear Terry Bradshaw talk about Cincinnati as a team you know, that, that somebody has to be wary of. He didn't say they were going to go out there and beat the Steelers. He just said, you know, that's a team that is now relevant. And I think that's a testament to you know, where they were at the beginning of the year, where they were last year, to now where they are now. I don't even know what to say. Yes, they're an NFL team. They're relevant. Yes. Yeah. If you don't play well, they'll beat you. Well, I'll tell I you mean, what. Like it's just like <laughs> the stupidest. I, I guess it's a tip of the cap. Cool. I don't. You know who cares? Steelers still win by seventeen or more. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you the teams that aren't relevant. Number one, the Jets. Sure. <laughs> you know it, it will take a lot more than just a bad week. You'd have to miss. You'd have to be the 49ers to, uh, you know, to to lose to the Jets. Have most of their team out. But against Cincinnati, you know, everybody's out there. They, they got their core group of people. I'm just saying, we you, people are risking themselves. They had a good game against a bad Titans defense, but people are setting themselves up to be let down here. That's all I'm saying. But it would, you can't disagree that it was an encouraging. It was. It was bad teams good, beat good football teams all the time. It happens. It's the NFL. But it hadn't happened for the Bengals since 2018, where they had a win over a, a team that was above 500. It's been nearly two years since they did that. It's positive. Obviously, you know, the, uh, you're going to get a win like that every now, now and again. you like to see him do it again. Is it going to happen against the Steelers? No, probably not. But if it happens, you know, maybe against a, uh, I don't know, team down the line, maybe. You know, they, they showed a flash. It was nice to see a flash take the breath of fresh air and head into a bye week feeling good rather than, you know, being a, another close loss. Yeah, no, it's a good win for the team and all, but, like, I feel like people think the whole season's about to turn around here after this one game, and it's just like there's still glaring issues on this team. Right, I, and again, I'm not this. I'm just saying what Terry Bradshaw said. You know, he put the uh, So now you're going to act like you're not agreeing with him. I'm just quoting someone else. That's all it is. No, you, go no, back no, in the, no. you go back in the tape. I did not say if I agreed with him or not. I'm just saying that's what I heard. So I, why'd you bring it up if you don't agree with it? Because I'm reporting it. That's <laughs> all. I'm just giving you the facts. You do with it what, with what you want. It's, it's a weird compliment. You've got to be wary of the bangles. <laughs> like, I... Yeah, you're playing them. You got to, <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, again, he didn't say you, know, you got to be wary. I'm just, I'm saying the premise of what he said. It's not a direct quote by Bradshaw at all. But he threw in the rest of the schedule, and he mentioned a team to, you know, the teams to kind of consider. And he threw the Cincinnati Bengals in there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not giving you one way or the other. That's all I'm saying. So, again, it, it was a nice win. I have no other words. No, I, I, I didn't anticipate you did. No other words. But all I'm there's a nice tightrope your way out of that 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 you just did there. But I and you can go back. You can. I guarantee. I did not say one way or the other if I agreed or not. I'm just saying it was a nice. Do you win. agree or not? I say it's a nice win for them. For the for the Bengals, do I think that they're going to go in there and compete? Yes. Do I think that they're going to lose against the Steelers? What is yes. competing? It will be a 
Listen, I'm not. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it's going to be within two to three scores. I consider four scores or more a blowout. I say two to three scores for Cincinnati and, and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That's all. Obviously, the Steelers are seven and zero. There's a reason why they're undefeated. They got a great defense. They got a quarterback who's competent and can pass the ball a little bit with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and you know they uh, they look good to this point. But I don't know. It's not the worst thing to have some optimism. Either way, we'll take another break here on the Sports Fan. On the other side, we'll wrap up the program and get ready for a football weekend and come back on Monday. But don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. Call 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. Introducing Wendy's new pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. With a pretzel bun, bacon, beer cheese, and a quarter pound of fresh, never frozen beef, nothing will distract you from your mission to have one. Not even your garage door. Which was clearly in the way. The pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Only at Wendy's. Download the app to order ahead and get some Wendy's rewards. Approximately before cooking, fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Ever participating Wendy's for a limited time. Wendy's app registration required. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and his knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And 
don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sportsman right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills of the mic along with Joe Medor up until 7 o'clock today. And then off for the weekend, back at you on Monday. You know, back-to-back days we haven't had Brad. Brad was joining us from Monday through Wednesday. And then I, I haven't seen him yet. Flamed out. I don't know. He was here for three straight days, and then he just disappeared on us. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's getting ready for the basketball season. That that might be what it is, right? I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure that's what he's doing. Yeah. I what else could he be doing, I, right? I, I, on a Friday night, I wouldn't have. You know. yeah, I mean, the pandemic, right? I mean, it's just, it's, he's probably working somewhere, doing something. Gotta imagine. There he is, but it's always good to have Brad on. And uh, we got a caller right here on the Sports Fan. Caller, you are live right here on 970 WATH. Yeah, I just uh, thought I'd call. I don't know if anybody's missing that, but tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Athens High School Field, or Joe Burrow Field, Alexander's soccer team is taking on Dover and the Elite Eight. So whoever wins that gets to uh, go to the Final Four in soccer. That's, uh, that's a pretty big thing, getting to go to the Final Four possibility. Absolutely. And uh, is that open to fans? Can people still get tickets? Well, uh, you have to go online to the... OHSAA, and you have to get a code. Um, so I think they're giving, like, Alexander, we're the number one seat, so we got, like, 350 tickets, and I'm not sure how many Dover. It was funny because we played uh, uh, Unioto last Wednesday to get to this point. And Unioto, we played a Zane Trace, which is really close to Unioto, and uh, we got 300-some uh, tickets, and Unioto only got 150s. Because we were the number one seed, which is really strange. And so hopefully, we if Alexander wins too, we get to host the state semifinals. Wow. Probably, hopefully at Athens. And that's going to be the uh, winner of the Tip City uh, Canoe against Cincinnati Summer Country Day. What are your thoughts you know, about the game, right? though? I mean, is does Alexander have a good chance here? I think we really do. Uh, you know, we... Uh, uh, our record is 17-1-1, and, and uh, you know, Dover, I think it's, they got four losses, maybe two or three ties, so we played against some of the teams they played against, and they lost some, and uh, I mean, I really think we got a good chance, and, uh, uh, you know, we did lose a player against Athens, we played them in the district championship, and we lost our starting uh, center back there, he tore his MCL and ACL, and stuff, and that kind of hurts when you lose a you know, really a really good defensive guy. And, but, you know, we had to take one of our offensive guys, put back on defense, and and put a guy off the bench end there. But, you know, we, we're so deep this year, so it makes it pretty good. But I do think we have a really good shot. Yeah, that's always a positive. I mean, anytime you have the opportunity to get to the state Final Four, I mean, you got to go out there and take that, especially this year. Right. You know, and it's funny that... Uh, you know, like our girls, they won the, the uh, volleyball team, won the state, and then they went to the state one other time, and then our girls' basketball team went to the state, and they lost the semifinals. This will be a first, if we win, that's going to be the first time a boys' team at Alexander's ever got to the Final Four, so. Wow. Wow. That is, uh... And really, 
and it's the last time, like a team from the southeastern district here, the last time they went to Final Four was like 2004, so it's been a long time. Man. Really has been. Because you know, most, most of the time, like our players here, you know, they play basketball, football, soccer, everything. These other schools that usually, you know, like to say, some of the country day, they play soccer 12 months out of the year. Right, yeah. And, and um, it makes a big difference. Uh, um, that makes a real big difference. And then, of course, Cincinnati, some of the country day, they kind of recruit a lot, too. But, mm-hmm. but Tip City, they're, they're a public school, so that's nice to see I mean, we, we went three years ago and won Cincinnati Son of a Country Day in the state finals, and they won the state championship 10 to nothing. So that's that's like a 70 to nothing football score. That's not <laughs> right. happening in a state Especially championship. Especially in a state championship game. Yeah. They had 14 players. Of course, you know, you got 11 on the team but, uh, the plays, but they had 14 guys get college scholarships. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, tough uh, to compete they, with they that. Beat a lot of, I mean, yeah, you, you, you can't, but... Our main goal, I mean, we thought we had a chance maybe to get to the Final Four, and that's, that's it. I mean, then, if, you know, whatever happens, you go out and play, you play hard, you never know. But, but we got to get by tomorrow first, and, uh, you know, so i got my fingers crossed that uh, we will. And uh, one of the uh, – I remember reading a little bit in the Athens Messenger. Is uh, D'Agostino, he's playing soccer, right? Oh, uh, Kyler is a heck of a, heck of a soccer player. Of course, his dad – like a legend in Alexander soccer and uh, Kyler he's just I mean he's just such an athlete and um, you know he's only a sophomore I say he's a it's, it's crazy he's a good basketball player too isn't yeah, he I, yeah I know yeah and I, I know coach Skinner it's kind of you know wishing I mean of course he wants us to win and all that stuff like that but you know he's missing some practice time right now <laughs> with um, basketball and stuff like that but Kyler he just um I mean, he's a great athlete. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching him freshman year, and uh, you know he was pretty, pretty good. You know, on on the basketball court, but you know, hearing yeah. about him on, on the soccer field too. I mean, he seems pretty electric. Yeah, he's he's all district. You know, he's 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 first team, and uh, he also last year kicked for the football team, and he had a pretty good year kicking for the football team. But this year, he decided not to do that. Just, I guess concentrate on soccer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play baseball, but I guess he's a really good baseball player, also. And hopefully, we are able to have a baseball season. It would be uh, would be nice after what happened last year. Right, I feel kind of bad. Like a guy that got hurt towards his ACL, he's our best pitcher and you know a college prospect, and he missed out in his uh, uh, baseball season last year, and he's going to miss out again this year. I feel really bad for him. Yeah, but uh, we'll. So, uh, but, We'll have to get some Alexander soccer on, on Monday. Hopefully that you guys win and uh, advance into the state Final Four. Right. Me, yeah, I hope so. So, well, thanks a lot. You guys have a good evening. You too. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. 2004, the last time. That's crazy. It was four years old. Yeah. 2000, I would have been I won't six. tell you how many years ago that was. <laughs> but. Right. But yeah, this, if if Alexander gets to the state final four, we got to get them on the on the sports fan next week, next Monday. Absolutely, we got to get them on. Yeah, there's no re- no reason why we can't have them on. But that would be uh, well, unless they say no, then you know. They, well, all right, we got to at least reach out and give them a platform. It would be tough to have them on if they didn't want to be on. Well, yeah, but I mean, state final that's it's rare that it happens. We absolutely got to get them on. Got to uh, 
We'll get some Alexander soccer on Monday. How about that? Anyway, this has been the Sportsman right here, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Appreciate everybody listening all week long, and we'll come back on Monday, hopefully with some good Alexander news and some good football news. This is Connor Mills, the Joy Medora, signing off. We'll see you next week. Yeah.